Welcome back, disciples, to another episode of the Disciples Haven. Today, we're going to learn the different version of the parable of the fig tree that I believe is a little bit more in line to what I believe is to be true. So as always, let us pray to our Heavenly Father to open eyes and open ears as we dive into His Word today in part two of the parable of the fig tree. Amen. Welcome once again. Before we begin, I want to apologize because I misspoke in the last episode. I had said we were in season five when, in fact, we're in season four, so I got a little too excited, so I'm sorry. Anyways, as promised, today we're going to learn the other version of what I learned of the parable of the fig tree. Now, as we open up our Bibles and we begin to learn this version, I want to make it a point again that I believe both versions, the version from part one and the version from part two, have some truth to both of them. I wanted to teach each of these two versions because it's up to us individually to do our own researching and fact-finding, just as the Bereans did when Paul taught them Scripture. They didn't just go believe him right away. They researched what Paul taught them in Scripture to do their own fact-finding. Now, as we learned in part one, the parable of the fig tree in that version is symbolic of ancient Israel, and the putting forth leaves on its branches is supposed to be symbolic of the reestablishment of the country Israel that happened in 1948. This belief then explains that those who witnessed this event unfold and those who were born in that time are said to be the generation, along with all the other ones that came after, will witness the end of the age, and the return of Jesus Christ. Now, before we move forward, it is certainly true that the fig trees are tied to the 12 tribes of Israel. A little bit more on that uh, later on in the episode. To add to that, nations are also referred to as trees in the Bible. So trees can definitely be symbolic of the tribes of Israel, nations, or even people, as we learn from our episodes regarding the trees in the Garden of Eden. Now, the Gospels in the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I like to think of it as books within the Bible that were written by different people to basically cross-reference Scripture to show us how the events taught did in fact happen. Now, by comparing each book, when it comes to the parable of the fig tree, we see how the former version of the parable of the fig tree could be seen as not biblical. Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 10. Here, we discover one of God's mysteries, if you will, something I talked about in the last episode. And verse 10 reads, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. In other words, The parables Christ talked about were only meant for the disciples to understand. Disciples from then and disciples like you, a disciple of the true living God. They were meant for us to understand them, and they were meant to be hidden from the people who don't study God's word, from non-believers and people who follow traditions of men. As we learned in the parable of the fig tree, Jesus made it very clear that when we see all the events he talked about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 through 31, 
When we see these earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and the Antichrist sitting in the temple of God claiming to be God, when we see all that happening, then we know God's return is imminent. It would be so clear as if a fig tree is blooming, indicating that summer is near. In other words, the harvest time is almost here. Jesus then goes on to add in verse 34, Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. That will be the generation when all these things are fulfilled. Exciting, isn't it? Now, this is where things get a little shaky. You see, the original version that I taught the first time of the parable of the fig tree has us believe that the generation who are born when Israel became a nation again will not pass away, but that wasn't what Christ had said. This belief removes the emphasis when Jesus said all these things and contradicts scripture as we'll learn here soon. And as we know, scripture never contradicts itself. So let's get one thing clear. The country Israel, that piece of land in the Middle East, is not a Christian nation. It's not even a holy nation. It has holy sites, but the people and the government that run it are hardly holy or God's chosen people. So let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 21, verse 29, where we pick up Jesus teaching the parable of the fig tree. And I want you to pay attention to the similarities and to the differences. And it reads, and he spoke to them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they now shoot forth, ye see and know your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. Did you catch that? I hope you noticed the major difference here in Luke than what we read in the book of Matthew. While it still mentions a fig tree, here Christ also states, and all the trees. For some reason, this verse is usually left out. And one must ask, why? Well, naturally, it dissolves the original parable of the fig tree teaching by so many preachers and teachers. If we are to believe that the fig tree is supposed to mean the nation of Israel, then in Luke, when it states in all the trees, must be symbolic of all the other nations. If we are to believe the budding of the fig tree is the reestablishment of Israel in 1948, then that must mean and all the trees meant all the nations being established in 1948, which of course we know is not true. Now, what do we know about trees and when they lose their leaves? They obtain their leaves again in the spring. And remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, when they shoot forth, they who? The fig tree and all the other trees. In other words, when we see the fig tree and all the other trees begin to bud and bring forth leaves, then we know it's spring. And what happens after spring? Summer. So we know summer is at hand. So to break it down even further, when we see the events unfold from the prior verses or from Matthew chapter 24, they would appear slowly as the budding of a tree. However, the signs will increase rapidly over time just as more leaves begin to come forth on a tree. So we know summer is near and the harvest is right around the corner. You still with me so far? I hope you are. And again, if some of this is going over your head, play it back, research it yourself, take it slow, because a lot of this information is going to come at you really quick. Now let's talk about harvest time. In the last episode, I mentioned that in the book of Revelation, God talks about four angels on the corners of the earth, ready to harvest the wheat from the tares. In other words, the good people from the bad, those who are God's children and the Kenites. 
This goes hand in hand with the parable of the fig tree, which we will discuss in another episode. Now, we know that the harvest mentioned is symbolic to the end of the world. The big farmer is coming to harvest his crops. And remember what Jesus told us, that the fig tree and all the trees would be in full bloom. This would mean that the events spoken of in the last episode of Matthew 24 are rapidly unfolding, meaning Christ's return is imminent. Now let's talk about being harvested in the wrong time. As I explained in the last episode, when our Lord is giving us a symbolic example, it's important to know the true nature, the biology or the science, the facts behind that symbolic thing that he's talking about. In this case, the fig tree. Before a fig tree puts forward leaves in the spring, it produces a small crop of figs known as breba figs. This breba crop are smaller in comparison to the real fig harvest that happens in the summer. So in other words, we have two separate fig harvests. What does this mean? Well, we all know the Antichrist and his angels come first. There's no rapture, there's no flying away or disappearing. So obviously, the Breba figs are symbolic of the untimely figs spoken of in the book of Revelation. In other words, the Breba fig harvest is symbolic of Satan and his angels appearing on the earth, claiming to be God, exalting himself above God. And what did Jesus warn us about in Matthew chapter 24, verse 20? But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. In other words... You don't harvest figs in the winter. It's out of season. And what Sabbath was Christ talking about? We just had it, the highest Sabbath of all, Passover. Passover occurs in the spring, and only the Breba fig harvest occurs in the spring. You see how all this is starting to come together? So we've discovered that when Christ taught the parable of the fig tree, he's telling us that when we see these things he talked about unfold at a much faster pace, then we'll know that the end is near. Now, what were some of the things he talked about? What are the signs? Let's list some of them. Nation shall rise against nation. Well, Jose, wars have always been a thing since the dawn of time. Unfortunately, yes, that's true. However, the 20th century is said to be the bloodiest century ever. We had more wars than ever before. Famines, pestilences, and earthquakes shall occur in diverse places. All of those have increased drastically in the past century. Another sign that Jesus told us about was that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Well, the number one book published and sold is the King James Bible. Many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. I mean, we see this happening on the daily today. With today's sensitive world and riots breaking out every other week over dumb political things or racial things, now, the big thing in all this is Jesus told us that all these things are the beginnings of sorrows, which means birth pains. Now, some may be thinking, birth pains? Who's giving birth? Well, we are on the verge of a new earth age being born, the third heaven and earth age. And what happens when there's going to be a birth? The labor pains intensify more and more as it gets closer. You see why it's important to know the three heavenly and earth ages? The Bible is filled with different events and detailed explanations of what to look for in the last days prior to Jesus Christ's return, especially with the events that led to Satan coming to this earth. And Christ told us, when we shall see all these things happening prior to the coming of the Antichrist, 
Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 33. So likewise ye, when ye shall see these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Let's talk about this one word, generation. What is a generation? Many students believe that when Jesus says this generation, it's referencing to a specific time frame. There is this theory that it could possibly be three different types of generations. One is a 40-year generation spoken of in the book of Numbers, chapter 32, verse 13. But 40 years from 1948, which is the year that many think that the parable of the fig tree began, would have meant that Jesus had to have returned by 1988. Well, that didn't happen now, did it? The next one is a 70-year generation spoken of in the book of Psalms, chapter 90, verse 10. But 70 years from 1948 would have made it 2018, and that didn't happen. The last one, which is the one many are leaning to now, is a 120-year generation spoken of in the book of Genesis chapter 6, verse 3 that we just covered in the last season. That would mean that all the events, to include Satan and his angels' arrival, would have to happen prior to the year 2068. Here's why I don't believe these generational figures. The word generation in the Greek, according to the Strong's Concordance, is pronounced genia, and it means an age, the period, or the person's age, generation, nation, time. The root word for generation means kin. To add all this, nearly all the times that the word generation is used in the Bible, it is nearly always used in the context of the persons who belong to a specific time period, not a time frame. So what's this all mean, Jose? Well, it simply means that the generation that will not pass away are the persons who witness all the signs Jesus provided in the book of Matthew chapter 24 or Mark chapter 13 or Luke chapter 21. Let me take this one step further. The people who believe that the parable of the fig tree revolves around a piece of dirt called Israel. First, where do we get the name Israel? Well. In the book of Genesis, chapter 35, God wrestled with the man by the name of Jacob. I always thought that was pretty cool, to wrestle with God. I just picture some big UFC fight and uh, Bruce Buffer announcing both of them. Anyways, after they wrestled, God changed Jacob's name to Israel, which in the Hebrew is translated to, he will rule as God. Jacob, or Israel, then fathered 12 children who were later known as fathers of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, going back to that chunk of land in the Middle East, that piece of land has had many names throughout the centuries. It used to be known as Canaan, Judea, Jerusalem. When the 12 tribes of Israel settled into that land, 10 of those tribes settled in the northern part of that land known as Israel, with its capital being Samaria. The other two tribes, being Judah and Benjamin, settled in the lower half of that land known as Judea, making Jerusalem their capital. So if you can picture that country, the ten northern tribes were known as Israel. The two tribes to the south were known as the country Judah. In every instance, when God is talking about the children of Israel, he's referring to the twelve tribes of Jacob, Jacob being Israel, thus his children. In every instance that God talks in the Bible referring to Israel and Israel only, he's referring to the ten northern tribes. 
When God talks about Judah or the kingdom of Judah, he's referring to the two southern tribes. Why am I telling you all this? Think about it. Every instance in the Bible when God is referencing the name Israel, he's referring to a people, not a country, not a piece of land, a people. So why are we to think that just because some Kenites named a piece of land Israel in 1948, we are to assume that that is the beginning of the fig tree generation? It just doesn't add up. And it contradicts everything we are taught in the Bible concerning God's return and his people. I know many teachers and preachers harp on the fact that Israel becoming a nation in 1948 began the date or some time clock that the fig tree generation began. But fellow disciples, we have to do our own research. Now, one can argue that after 1948, the world did in fact get more bloodier and cruel and darker. And I would agree. However, I wholeheartedly believe that the fig tree generation refers to people who witness all the events Jesus spoke about. And honestly, that could very well be you and I, or that generation has yet to be born yet. But to be honest, with everything that we have been seeing in just these past few years, it's very likely we are living in that fig tree generation. But this is why I wanted to teach both versions of the parable of the fig tree, for you to do the research on your own and pray for wisdom so that God gives you the knowledge that is needed to understand this important parable. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Disciples Haven. Remember to follow me on Instagram, and if you found this episode enlightening, please share it with your family and friends. Until next time, disciples, go in peace.